It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. While we as human beings buy emotionally, we need to remember to be sure and bring logic into the mix. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, terrific advice from top sales professional, now author Jeff West, on understanding the decision-making process and the power of fusion points. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. You and I make most of our major decisions based on emotion. Yep, you do it, I do it, and so does pretty much everyone else. And we're so emotional about it, we don't even realize it while we're in the midst of doing so. But let's take this a step further. We then back up our emotional decisions with a logical reason or self-explanation for making that decision. This brings us even deeper into that emotional decision-making process. Yes, we rationalize. It's making our emotional decision rational, at least to ourselves. It's often been said that if we break up the word rationalize, it becomes rational lies, which are exactly what we tell ourselves. Let's look at a few of these types of decisions that you and I may or may not have made. Think back to the last house or car you bought. Even that huge ice cream sundae with lots of hot fudge and whipped cream. Hey, no nuts though, I'm on a diet. (laughs) Did your wristwatch cost you anything over $30? Emotional decision. What about the number of children you decided to have and the good or bad feelings you had based on your last difficult conversation? How about leaving a secure job and using your savings or mortgaging your home in order to start your own business where the risk was greater and the hours longer? Was any of that based on logic or was it emotion? My guess is that it was based on emotion and backed up with logic. Important note. This is not necessarily a negative thing. It's simply a principle of human action. What would be negative is a lack of awareness of such. You see, so long as we're aware of the principle and we're on top of it, that's fine. And we can monitor and adjust our emotions, our actions, and our decisions accordingly. May I suggest a practice exercise? Watch every decision of substance you make over the next few days you'll most likely find that everything will be based on emotion. It will have something to do with your desire for pleasure or your avoidance of pain. Again, that's fine, so long as you're aware of it. Because the more consciously aware of this principle we are, the greater the chances are that our ultimate decision will be based on logic. And to the degree a decision is based on logic, that's the degree that the most desirable results will occur. That's because our decisions will be based not on weakness, but on strength. And that's the position from which we want to be making our decisions. In our upcoming interview with the fantastic Jeff West, we'll look at emotions both from the perspective customers and the sales professionals' points of view. Great conversation with Jeff coming up right after this. Pick up John David Mann's and my newest book, The Go-Giver Influencer. 
Set in the same fictional city as the first two Go-Giver books, it features two young, ambitious business people, Jillian Waters, chief buyer for a national chain of pet accessory stores, and Jackson Hill, founder of a small but growing manufacturer of all-natural pet foods. Each has something the other wants. To Jackson, it's the possibility of reaching more animals if he can negotiate terms that will protect his company's integrity. To Jillian, it's about giving her company a distinct competitive advantage in the marketplace if she can persuade Jackson to give them an exclusive. Of course, there's a surprise ending. Marshall Goldsmith says this may be the most important go-giver book yet and adds that in today's polarized world, it could not be more timely. Read the first two chapters of The Go-Giver Influencer by visiting thegogiver.com or just click the link in the show notes. Jeff West is the award-winning author of the heartwarming sales parable, The Unexpected Tour Guide, as well as the 7.5 essential selling skills every salesperson should master. He's been a quoted source for publications such as Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, Peak Sales Recruiting, the National Federation of Independent Business, and many others. After a hugely successful sales and leadership career that included 20 years with a Fortune 500 nationally recognized insurance company, Jeff now travels North America as a keynote speaker, sales and leadership coach, author, and entrepreneur. Jeff's main website is jeffcwest.com. And at the end of our chat, I'll give you some information for his amazing resources, including his books, newsletter, etc., and his soon-to-be-released online course. Those URLs will be in the show notes, and if you're in sales, you'll want these. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Bob. How are you, my brother? Ah, Doing great, my brother. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, I'd love for you to share your story. How did you go from school teacher and band director to a career in sales that had you leading a territory with a large team and a huge volume of sales? Oh, it was just an easy, natural progression. You know, every <laughs> band director thinks they're going to end up in sales. Of course. <laughs> Actually, in my case, the where I needed to live was in the state of Alabama at the time, and there were no teaching jobs open uh, close to where I needed to live. My wife was in school, and so I needed to uh, do something to make some money to make a living while I uh, while she was finishing school. So I ended up taking a job in musical instrument sales, and the, even that first year, I ended up making more money than I would make teaching. So I didn't go back, but I had one of the greatest blessings I've ever had in that job. Uh, I met a gentleman named Jack Amberson, who was my first sales manager. Mm. And as you know, from reading the Unexpected Tour Guide, Jack Amberson actually used his character as a person. And I, I, he even gave me permission to use his name. And he is the sales manager that I actually wrote about in the parable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then later on, I ended up going into the industrial uniform industry. Mm -hmm. And finally, I did my last 20 years in sales and sales leadership uh, with the Fortune 500 company, Aflac. And I mm -hmm. was a state sales coordinator with Aflac down in the Houston, Texas area. Which is how we met, because you were my uh, client, and you often tell the story of uh, of the prospecting call you, re you received <laughs> from me, which only proves that Bob Berg did continue to prospect <laughs> for a long time. Uh, it was great. It 
when you prospected that day, I really did not think it was you. I, I, <laughs> I, my administrator said, hey, Bob Berg's on the phone. And I had been uh, talking so much about endless referrals. And, and I had been a huge fan of what I learned from you in that book. And so when she said that, I said, oh, sure it is, right. And then when you, you got on the phone, I said, mm, you said, hi, Jeff, this is Bob Berg. And I said, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And you ended up being a, an amazing referral source for me when I when I spoke at a lot of their uh, state sales conventions. So thank you. It was my honor. So, hey, Jeff, I love asking experts how they define their own field. So I've got to ask you, how do you define selling? What is selling to Jeff West? Uh, it's kind of funny. I, in this, I'm actually going to end up paraphrasing you to you because <laughs> <laughs> to me, a great salesperson, their job is to create those mutually beneficial win-win scenarios, which in this case, in a sales process, it, they're helping very real people with very real needs to easily take full advantage of very real solutions that their product or service has to offer. That's their job. And they do that, in my opinion, by first off, they have to become sincerely captivated by the idea of helping their prospects take full advantage of their value proposition. Mm -hmm. uh, the unfortunate truth, I think, sometimes is salespeople don't always grasp what their value proposition is. And sometimes even companies may unintentionally miss the mark because their value proposition is really not about their product and it's not right. about their service. It's not even about how wonderful uh, the salesperson is or the company is about and how they deliver those promises. It is 100% about how the lives of their customers specifically improve when they actually do what the salesperson is asking them to do. And it's that simple. It's their value from your proposition. That's what it really is. Okay, see why I love this guy, everyone? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's let's talk about how people make decisions. You studied this. There's a science to this, isn't there? There really is. You know, and one thing that puzzled me, and I know it's puzzled sales leaders across the country, is how you could take two people with relatively equal skill sets, uh, good resumes, and put them both out in the field of sales and expect them to succeed, and yet one makes it in sales and the other doesn't. And what I did in trying to research why that happens is I found out there's actually a science, a neurological process that occurs with each and every decision that we humans make. And there really aren't any exceptions to that. And when we learn to apply that science in our sales model, mm -hmm. in our customer service, in our customer retention models, and quite frankly, even in our sales organization leadership model, we can actually influence how some very important decisions get made. Uh, we can influence how a prospect decides to listen to our offer instead of just giving this quick, you know, thanks, buddy, but no thanks. Right. Uh, we can influence how a potential buyer decides to become our customer and eventually our walking ambassador for us and our brand. And we can even influence how we salespeople decide internally to be to be tenacious and persist in our chosen profession. You know, the short version of that science, Bob, is, is that all decisions are made with a combination of logic and emotion. Mm -hmm. And then positive and negative emotions actually affect the decision-making process in completely different ways. But when we are intentional at combining the logic of our, pro our pro proposition mm -hmm. with numerous instances, both before and after the sale of positive emotional experiences for the people that we encounter in that business model, what we find is that our sales our customer service and sales team retention goals, 
it all it gets easier and it gets, becomes more successful. And I actually refer to that process as creating fusion points. Yeah, I love this. Thank you. You know, fusion points basically are those unifying moments when logic and positive emotion merge and ignite, creating commitment, energy, and acceleration. And Mm -hmm. when you build your business model around that, great things happen. Right. That's when you know you're serving people and you're going to have the opportunity to serve a lot more people. Absolutely. Now, one of the most important aspects of selling is being able to continually find new prospective customers and clients. Now, we can we can look into this, go deep with attraction marketing, referral-based selling and marketing and such, and all those are, of course, very important to sales success. But outbound prospecting, in other words, Jeff, proactively finding and meeting qualified prospects is for most people an ongoing process. What do you see in your many years, both as a successful salesperson and sales manager, what do you see as the biggest hangup for both the rookie sales professional, maybe even the longtime pro in this regard? You know, it, 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 for the rookie, there is no doubt that that rich, that process that gets to them or that, that, uh, that it's fear. It's fear. The, the, their call reluctance starts setting in mm. and they build up a fear about going into the door in the first place. And the odd thing is sometimes for our veteran salespeople, especially if they get away from prospecting, they become, uh, they get fear bound as well. And they start having those exact same fears and it's because they're a little rusty. And when they first start going out there, it almost feels like they're waist deep in peanut butter trying to get the process going again. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say is the um, the substance, if you will, you shouldn't have said peanut butter, I'm thinking substance, <laughs> the essence of call reluctance. How do you define call reluctance? What What is it really to you? Well, you know, when I'm coaching salespeople about call reluctance, I, I pretty much, I'll give them three categories that, that we'll talk about. First off, to me, the definition of call reluctance is nothing more than that term that has become attributed to the feeling in your stomach, the gut <laughs> thing that's going on inside you mm-hmm. that salespeople sometimes get right before making a prospecting call. And the reason that they're getting that feeling is is the second category that I go through. It's an expectation that they have. They're getting that uneasy feeling because they're pre-playing a negative call result in that movie theater of their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they may also unconsciously even be remembering other times, maybe when they were young and they possibly they were scolded for interrupting. And so they think, well, I'm interrupting when I make the sales call. So they get that uneasy feeling from that. But what really happens is there's an anticipation that occurs and there's a somatic marker. There's an actual physiological response that's linked to those emotions. And when that happens, that's what causes us to feel things. And just the idea of repeating an activity that brings that feeling causes distress. And so we want to avoid making that activity. Okay. So what do we do? I mean, let's bring, you know, we were talking about fusion points earlier. And how, how can we sort of tie that into to overcoming or defeating that uh, call reluctance? Or can we? We, we actually can. You know, in, a fusion, in the fusion point sales model, I teach a, a, a six-step process that involves a lot of parts. But the real meat and potatoes to overcoming call reluctance is going to be found in neutralizing the collision points that are happening and then optimizing the fusion points that you want to happen. 
You know, for example, uh, one of the ways that you can actually neutralize a collision point is by narrowing your focus on what's going on. Realize, hey, this is the phys- it's that physiological feeling and it's that response that I'm having inside me. That's the real issue. So don't worry. Don't start thinking about the actual call. Think about that feeling that you're experiencing. Sometimes your pulse quickens. Uh, sometimes your respiration will change. It, think about that feeling and focus there, number one. Number two, that you can neutralize that collision point by interrupting that physiological response. Uh, when you notice that feeling, uh, you can take some slow, deep breaths. That uh, just kind of you know five second breaths in, five second breaths out. Some slow, deep breaths, and that will often alone make this that feeling subside. Uh, you can also distract yourself. Uh, years ago. I read a book called The Psychology of Sales Call Reluctance, and that book it actually taught me to take a rubber band and put it around my wrist. And what I would do sometimes when I would notice that uneasy feeling, I just kind of reach over and I'd pop that rubber band. Now, I didn't do it in front of a client. They would have thought I'd lost my mind. <laughs> but as I was getting ready to go into the door, you know, if I did, if I felt that coming on, I would snap that rubber band and just that little pinch of something different would often be enough to neutralize that physiological response I was having. Interesting. And then you can the then on the opposite side you can optimize your fusion points. And by optimizing the fusion points, of course, I'm talking about taking advantage of that combination of logic and creating the positive emotional experience as well. So pre-playing a positive call result in the movie theater of your mind is one way to do it. You know, you can tell yourself, you know, when I walk in the door, everybody loves me. They can't help it. When they meet me for the first time, they want it. They want me to be there. This is a good thing. You're setting Uh, a positive frame for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I would often look at pictures of my daughters that seemed to keep me Mm -hmm. uh, focused on why I was doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But one of my very favorite ways to, to optimize the fusion points to, to diffuse call reluctance is I took the amount of commission that I would make on an average sale. And I divided it by the activity that I needed to do in order to do that. I actually got the idea from a book that Jack Amberson actually gave me. It was uh, Frank Betcher's book, How I Raised Myself uh, Failure to Sell, uh, to Success. I love, love that book. Yep. Oh, it, it is an awesome. And that was the first sales book I was ever given. I mm-hmm. loved it. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's dealing with call reluctance, if you'll take the time to calculate what your average commission is and then divide it by the number of cold calls or prospecting calls you normally need to make to do that, you can do the math and actually, instead of thinking of your uh, of your income as being generated for the one sale, divide it out by the activity. You know, for example, if your average commission per sale was a kind of a large ticket item, you were making $1,500 per sale and it took you 30 cold calls to make that happen. Well, if you do the math, you're actually earning $50 per cold call. Mm-hmm. If you think of it in this term. So it gives you a different way of thinking about it. You can pre-play in your mind. You know what? If they say yes, great. Don't get too excited. It was only $50. If they say no, don't get down. Look, it was only $50. Even if they say heck no, don't get <laughs> worried about it. It was just $50. And then, you know, at least mentally smile, shake their hand, thank them, and, and in your mind think, okay, thank you for the $50 before you go. And it'll make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I actually, it's kind of funny, I was in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in the uniform market. <laughs> the owner of a company was behind the, the counter when I walked in, very blue collar industry in the industrial uniform area. And uh, he, he wasn't necessarily interested in seeing a young salesman that day. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, Gee, he, how often does that happen? Oh, it was, oh, it was so rare <laughs> for me, I'm sure. But he, when he said what he said, and, and he got through, I, and I, I reached out and I smiled and I shook his hand and I said, "Thank you for the twenty-three dollars because my calls were worth twenty-three dollars." And I said, "Thank you for the twenty-three dollars." And I turned to walk out, and he said, "What do you mean, thank you for the twenty-three dollars?" And I stopped and I did one of those little pivots, like you see in the military, and smiled mm-hmm. and, I, and I explained this process. And he said, "Young man, I need to have you come talk to my salespeople." Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, "For a fee." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually ended up doing business with me, and I had no idea back then. It was a precursor to what I do now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that story. Jeff, you're now speaking, speaking of, of, of speaking to sales teams, you're now speaking, coaching, writing. Uh, I love both of your books, The Unexpected Tour Guide, an absolutely brilliant parable. It's a short, quick read, but please make sure you get this. And the 7.5 Essential skilling, Selling Skills, excellent how-to. You have a new course you've put together that's just about to release. What is it? What is it about? How can we get it? It, thank you, Bob. It is it's survival skills for commission salespeople and outside sales. It is an online sales training course. Uh, it's a step by step process. Goes A through Z. My whole goal is to give people exactly the same skills that I learned in my career. And I didn't learn these naturally. <laughs> I had to learn them from you. I learned them from other mentors that I had. And I basically have put it together in a format uh, that would be a step-by-step how-to system that will take someone exactly through the steps, even if they have no experience, all the way through to being a very successful salesperson. Or if they're a veteran and they're just looking to kind of do something that keeps them from starting over every day. And even a sales leader will get a lot out of this because sales leaders, we know we're always looking for things to do to supplement the training programs that we have in place. Now, it's going to be released in June. The easiest way, Bob, since it's going to be coming out in June, I would tell everyone, uh, go ahead and just get on my email list. You can, the, the, I know you're going to talk about, uh, the, I'm giving a couple of things away, but if they will, if you will text the word fusion, F-U-S-I-O-N, to 66866. That's the simplest way. Or you can always go to jeffcwest.com, but you'll get some free resources and you'll get on my email list. Yeah, and the uh, I, I love those emails. I mean, that's just powerful information you share. And you were on a recent uh, uh, Facebook Live program that I'm doing now every week, and you provided some great information especially at the end when that last person asked that question so we'll we'll also put the uh, link to that so make sure you check that out as as well uh jeff i hope you'll come back on because there's a lot uh, there's a lot more i wanted to talk to you about and it just the time flew by and you're such a wealth of information so uh let's have you back on if you can take the time to do that in the near future I will be honored to, my friend. Uh, You are much appreciated. Uh, Jeff West is the author of The Sales Parable, The Unexpected Tour Guide. Again, one of my favorite books and a must for all sales professionals, as well as the 7.5 Essential Selling Skills Every Salesperson Should Master. His soon-to-be-released online sales course is Survival Skills for Commissioned Salespeople in Outside Sales. Bring Jeff in to speak at your next major sales conference or convention or seek him out for coaching. He's fantastic. His website is jeffcwest.com for a free PDF, six steps to creating amazing fusion with your career, your prospects, and your customers, along with a free ebook copy of the Unexpected Tour Guide. Text FUSION 
to 66866. That will also give you Jeff's weekly coaching email series. Uh, be sure and order his upcoming course as soon as it's ready. And all those URLs, text, so forth, of course, will be in the show notes for your convenience. Thank you, Jeff. Wishing you much continued success. Thank you very much, Bob. Main takeaway I received from Jeff is that when your focus is on how you can solve your prospective customers' problems and simply help them to make the best decisions for themselves, prospecting is a whole lot easier and the sales process a truly benevolent partnership. How did Jeff's wisdom help you in terms of how you'll approach the prospecting and selling process? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. John David Mann's and my new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is on sale at bookstores both online and traditional. Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.